Hey Club Kayfabe, this is Jeff Hardy, and I just want to let you all know that I made this and a giant media ball motherfucking superstars just by talking right here. There was a little split second where you're like, Jeff Hardy. I'm like, man, he forgot his last name. I thought he was going to say Harvey. I don't know what you're talking about. Jeff Harvey. So anyway, welcome to the Club Kayfabe Podcast. That was Jeff Harvey with our introduction. And as always, I'm Pat McDermott, joined by Dan Peck. My grandfather's work was (laughs) doo-doo! And Chris O'Mealy. In case you guys haven't figured this out yet, uh, Dan's quotes come from each week's Talkin' Talkies. The uh, other podcast is part of the giant media ball that we are part of, along with the Pie Crust every Tuesday with Dan and Mike. And uh, what about that giant media ball, Patrick? Well, you go to www.giantmediaball.com and you could find out about all the great shows that are on there, including Wiggly's Book Club, We Talk Games, Dan's other ventures like the Pie Crust, and his adventure with Chris, talking talkies. So it's like go, it's like this giant ball of media. Yeah, without the fleas, and on iTunes, and there's a pie crust. No fleas in a pie crust. That that's that's like a first. Cook that pie. Pie still in the oven. No flea pie. Ew. Yes, no fleas in those pie. Um, other thing that exists now, clubkfabe.com. It is currently in the making, but you can visit it. I'm glad that those <laughs> clubkfabe.com, I'm glad it's not KKK. Clubkfabe.net, it's dot com. <laughs> yes. So, um, thank you guys for listening. Please support us. Please support that giant media ball. Because the more you support, the bigger the show can get, and the bigger the, bigger the ball. show. That's cool. That's right. The <laughs> all right. Bigger but the ball. We've got the giant media balls. Of <laughs> them got... all. All right. So I got at least ten things that happened this week in wrestling. I'd like to talk about. They are my top ten hit list, and. Uh, we're going to start off with something that's... You're like, I have ten things I want to talk about, and they are my top five. Yes, my fave five. Well, here's oh, one thing... Oh, that's right, dog. Uh, spoiler for the top ten. Here's something we're not going to talk about, and that's how absolutely awful Michael Cole was this week on Raw. I believe, Dan, you also had the honor of watching the entire three-hour Raw. Yes. Yeah, Michael Cole. We changed uh, setups here. (laughs) Yes, Michael Cole was awful the whole show. The highlight for me, though, was during the New Day match on Raw, where Kofi got the pinfall and Cole repeatedly said it was Xavier Woods until someone corrected him. Well, uh, how are you supposed to confuse him with the other members of the New Day, like R Truth and Mark Henry? But Vince, they're not in New Day. You should know. You book this stuff. No. Who's the uh, Who's the gorilla then? Big E. Is that what you're talking about? I have no. Uh, you just called Big E a gorilla. You're the racist. <laughs> He's got you there, Chris. Well, yeah. shit. Racist Chris and racist. Oh, Vince. oh, Vince, did you listen to the talking talkies where we talked about blazing saddles? No, uh, no, I didn't actually. I'd never heard of that movie. 
why don't you tell me a little bit about it? I mean, I'm not going to listen to your podcast for an hour about it. <laughs> it's a half hour. Thankfully, it's only a half hour podcast. <laughs> oh, God. The movie uh, is about how a guy wants to wants to run down a town, so he gives them a new sheriff, and he's black. That sounds like uh, the worst idea ever. They don't want this black sheriff, right? That, that is correct. Did you hear about? Uh, some colorful my, language that you that you are a fan of. Did you hear about uh, my audio cast? It's called <laughs> yeah, Negotiating <audio>. Nickelodeons. <laughs> Okay. I'm going to be reviewing older films before talkies. Okay. <laughs> I'm wanting you to do the great train robbery. Soon as somebody puts five cents in a little ducket and turns the wheel. <laughs> a little ducket. So you're so cheap you won't even put, use your own five cent nickel pieces? One word. Ducket. God. <laughs> there right. he goes. Two words. All right. Maybe. Anyway, right. I think it's time for number 10. Number 10. For some reason this week we got 50 Shades of Wade as Dean Ambrose oh, went on a mission. of Grey. Dean Ambrose went on a mission to get Wade Barrett to sign his contract for an Intercontinental Championship match, and he decided that the uh, the old Batista duct tape play was the way to go, as he zip-ties Wade's hands to the barricade and forces him to sign the contract. Hey, the his uh, desires are unconventional. You know, um, you know um, speaking, speaking of, this, of this, on SmackDown, Smackdown they, did a, uh, they did a gimmick did a kind of advancing this forward to the pay-per-view, pay-per-view where Dean Ambrose was on commentary. That was kind of a funny spot because the whole point was, earlier in the night they had Miz and Daniel Bryan and Miz being interrupted by Sandow, right, and he sent him to the back. And this match, Dean Ambrose was on commentary not paying attention to Wade Barrett the entire time, and Wade Barrett... Well, I think it's best to have Triple H do his impression of Wade Barrett to get this right, situation. Oh, boy. So, uh, here we go. Are you ready for Wade Barrett on SmackDown? Oi! Look over here! Look over here, Dean Ambrose! Fish and chips and Mary Poppins! Chimney sweep! Oi! Oh, I lost the match to R-Truth! Blimey! To... I think no one loses that way anymore, except for Wade Barrett. That was pretty good, right? Oh, uh, God. Anyway, I knew, I knew um, right, who, I'm who over. you were doing the voice of. In any case, uh, there were some complaints online about this spot because they're like, oh, it's just a duct tape spot again. And then somebody else was like, yeah, but it fits Ambrose's character, so shut up. I was Plus fine it was with zip ties and it I was, was an yeah. arm. I was fine and it with wasn't it on, to win a match. It was to get a contract signed. I was fine with the spot on SmackDown, too, because what was funny is Wade Barrett's yelling at him after he got rolled up by R-Truth, and Ambrose doesn't even acknowledge he's there. He just walks away and does not even look in the ring. <laughs> I... well, That's all the SmackDown talk I'm going to have. Yeah, but during the whole match, Ambrose is like, when you're IC champ, you got to defend that title. This is the guy that was US champ for a year and defended twice. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, well, Byron Saxon goes, hey, what do you think? And he's like, what about your suit? And he just turns away from watching Barrett and just talks about Byron's suit for about two, three minutes. Hey. Anyway, we're going to do uh, number nine. Number yeah. nine. Number nine. Number so here's nine. something that I'm 
pretty much uh, confident that Pat did not get on his Raw. But uh, Darren Young came back with no fanfare, which was kind of weird. He's just in the ring with a local guy, and they're going to have a tag match. And the Ascension come out, and they start decimating them. And who comes to make the save but uh, babyface Titus O'Neil clears out the ring and saves his partner. Unfortunately, the other guy that was with Darren Young completely disappeared. But it looks like we have a primetime players reunion, which a lot of people were happy about because... Well, a lot of people were happy about because a lot of people said the team should have never split up because no- nothing happened after they split up. They tried to make Darren Young got hurt like immediately after their shitty match. Right? Is this yeah. more of a Titus? Sorry, it just it's not going to work. Singles for you? I guess so. Because I mean, they pretty much were just like, yes, I guess Slater Gator is done now. Because I think he Slater already got a new tag partner. Right, because they moved Titus out of it originally to go, okay, we're going to do this sink or swim thing with you. And then they were just like, well, let's tag you with Heath Slater. So let's put you back in a tag team. I guess they just kind of realized they, they're not going to get any uh, singles. Why, why did you make a reference to him swimming? You got Vince back in here. Well, everyone knows black people are uh, scared of water. Get out, Vince. Just that's get out. So, that's why they're so dark. They're dirty. No, I don't think that's the reason, Vince. <laughs> Good lord. Oh my god. But anyway, um, I'm okay with the team reuniting because what was Darren Young going to do? They obviously... He was going to be gonna... a new day. Get out of was... here. Yeah, they're not, they weren't going to follow through with he the funny have idea. A new, a new he should have a new tag team partner every week because, you know, gay people can't be in a oh committed god. relationship. Oh my god, it's a new gay. Monogamous. <laughs> do 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 <laughs> I think the episode should be called A New Gay. It's just a picture of Darren Young. Why not? Good lord, good lord, good lord. All right, number eight. Number eight. So the Bell Twins steal Paige's gear. She emerges in a towel and is not sure what to do until she spots. That's all, right? That, that's what you liked. Of course. <laughs> but she spots the rosebuds and she just, like, you, come here. Takes a rosebud with her, who uh, looked, who looked oddly familiar, as if we have seen this person before. And then she emerges for her match with Summer Rae, dressed like a ballerina. I guess that's what it was supposed to be, but it was awesome. Yurple the clown? I don't know. Yurple the clown. But yes, the, the whole Yurple cosplay. Blue pants. Last blue pants. Yes. More on her in a little bit. Uh, here's the deal. They can do anything they want right now with Paige, and she's going to be insanely over. I really don't think there's anything she can do wrong at this point of her build-up. Nope. Besides lose on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, but even if she loses, she'll still be more over than the Bella brand, as it's called. The Bella brand, which is so much more important. That that whole like that that whole like deal that they did in the like last like five years or so about be a brand, yeah, be a brand, and then when it comes time, all the money goes to WWE instead of you. All right, be a brand <laughs> that we own. Yeah. Yes. Yep. All right. Number seven. Oh, they need to get WWE yeah, got commercial. More. By the way, with I'm wearing all my favorite brands, 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 brands. Oh God. <laughs> I throw my T-shirt in the air sometimes. Oh, that was number on Raw. Seven. <laughs> that was so fucking dumb. I'm sure we'll get. To oh, that. I want to talk about that in a bit. Yeah. Number all right, seven. All right. Uh, this is something that happened outside the ring. 
Be- well, it started in the ring when Seth Rollins made an, an off comment about how he'd become the new host of The Daily Show. And Jon Stewart, recording on his iPhone, responded to this. And it was awesome. Because he's he like calling out Seth Rollins, but then admitting that he has no athletic ability whatsoever. Not only I think that, he said he'd like make him muffins or something. Not only that, but he acknowledged storyline things, which I like. Like he knew who J and J security were. Like he he watches the product, or he yeah. knows enough about the product. Or somebody to... watched the product for him. No, that that's how WWE works. Oh yeah, that's how that's how Vince works. I um, challenge Kermit the Frog. <laughs> yeah, but that, that was, was cool, cool though. Oh. And Kermit the Frog responded too. Oh my God! Damn I, right. did, I don't think Donald Trump ever did it. Maria Menounos did it, and Kermit the Frog did it, and then Donald Trump was just like, "Meh." All right, because um, it's not in my top ten. Let's ha- let's let Pat talk about Roman Reigns and his T-shirt. Okay, because I know he wants to. <laughs> And so, how that it is no way equal to a yes chant being started. Right, All the right. things he did combined was less than a yes I, chant. I got the whole yes chant distracting him and taking him off his game, but I throw these shirts up in the air sometimes. How is I that forcefully, I forcefully make fans take my autograph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brian's like, they don't want his... That's why. It's like, they don't want those. And he's like... Pull your phone out and take a picture of me. And you notice he was only giving out his, it would look like his shirt and Uso shirts. He's like, here, take some Samoan shirts. <laughs> but it's all, here, here's the it's all part I understand of the logic behind that. Is it supposed to be that Roman Reigns paid for all that shirt all those shirts? Because the authority hates Roman Reigns. Why would they go, here, take this merch and give it out? And he certainly didn't steal it because he's a good guy. Oh. It's like you're finding Missing logic in a wrestling storyline. No. Not to mention that it didn't have an logic to begin with, because again, it, really it is didn't. in no, no way compares to a yes chant. Well, <laughs> this will actually lead us into number six. Number six. Which, honestly, I'm enjoying the buildup to Brian and Reigns. I like how they both got involved in the other's match in subtle ways, with either just passing commentary and then random yes chance or I'm just going to be a dick and and throw some shirts <laughs> up in the air sometimes. Exactly. But I like the way they ended Raw with the brawl. With him brawling for five minutes because the show ended too soon? Keep brawling, 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 brawling. <laughs> but you Josh know what? Brawling, brawling. I'm, I'm act- just like the, uh, the Russo-Cena match, I'm actually interested in this match because of what they've done with it so far. And that should say something that well, th- that they have actually successfully built it so that we care what Roman Reigns, Rusev, and John Cena are going to do on Sunday. They planted a seed. To, well, they plant two different seeds on the show to, to go either way. They can keep both guys kind of neutral and and babyface at the same time. But they plant heel seeds for um, Roman when he was like, "I gave you the chance to go WrestleMania, man." So that, that's a heel turn right there, because if Daniel Bryan won the match, he could say, I gave you that chance. That's not fair. And then um, <laughs> Daniel Bryan, at the end of the show, after they shook hands, he was the first guy to turn around and go to attack Roman Reigns. So they made it so it could go, it really could go either way. And that's kind of cool headed into WrestleMania, that <laughs> we're going to have some people who like Roman Reigns and are wrong, which is fine, but um, and some Aww. people who are cheering for Daniel Bryan. 
But on SmackDown, they just had matches in the first hour, and they didn't give a fuck about each other. Oh, see, I didn't get to uh, I, Roman Reigns. Oh, I did get to Roman Reigns' match. They had matches against, what, Miz and Ro- Roman, Roman wrestled Harper, and I kept thinking that the the hashtag said Rowan versus Harper. I'm like, oh, these guys were tag partners. Oh, wait, no, they weren't. <laughs> All right. Number five. We ready? Number five. Oh, I'm so ready. Okay. Um, NXT this week featured a, re- a rehash, a resurgence, and a debut. Very interesting. We had Rhino, Blue Pants, and Solomon Crow all make an impact on the show in very different ways. We'll start off with Rhino. First match of the show. You just hear the the rhino music, yeah. and the, <laughs> the place went nuts. Erupts. That was I love the the pieces of the crowd where you just see people like staring at each other, like "Holy crap, what's happening?" And you know, here, here's the thing: WWE really knows how to use people because I've seen Rhino and TNA for God knows how long with his boom, 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 like bull in a china shop music, and I could care less. But his music hit, and I swear, Lunchbox, I filled the cup. I was like, whoa, it's Rhino! What the hell? And I'd seen pictures a month before, and this still shocked me. Yeah, it was still awesome. Um, So Rhino made a comeback, and the entire thing was hyped as guys will now come to NXT to get a new career rejuvenation, and that's like the way they're building it. That's a really cool way to build that up. Right, because you could bring in old talent, or you could bring in current WWE disgruntled talent, like like they did with um, IRL's disgruntled Justin Gabriel, and uh, <laughs> Tyson Kidd is a character, and it did, it did a lot for Tyson Kidd. Um, but I <laughs> remember mean, Curtis I, Axel was going to do that too, and they already forgot about him. You know, you know what's so cool about NXT compared to when they tried to split and have all their favorite brands, 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 and rejuvenate ECW and have Raw and SmackDown. NXT became this organic thing where it feels like its own separate entity, and ECW and and Raw and SmackDown never had the chance to breathe the way this does. And I, I think this this is like this standalone product where someone like Rhino could come in and doesn't ever have to be on Raw or SmackDown, but could just be on NXT, and he's suddenly in... He's he's relevant in wrestling again. He probably doesn't want to be on Raw or SmackDown. He could be he's the pro- NXT taker. <laughs> oh, man. The NXT taker. Never wins the title, but he's like, you know... He's like, you know, he's the main event, but it's not not, not, not the last match, you know? You are in the main event. You're wrestling Triple H. He's looking to gory Balori already. I mean, after that match, he's <laughs> like staring down. Two moves, belly to belly suplex gore. Yeah, yeah. He was like, uh, gassed, gassed, gassed. But speaking of, that's speaking okay. Of Kevin, and speaking of Kevin Smith references, the guy he destroyed was named Elias. Aw. Elias Sampson. Uh, the next the next piece of this was old blue pants came back to face brand new NXT women's champion Sasha Banks with her awesome Colin Cassidy recorded entrance Ta-da. music. And Jason Albert had no idea who she was, what the significance of blue pants was, and had no idea what the theme song was. It was ridiculous. And her her um, Tron and the set with the, just like the big 
crayon colored in blue pants. Tremendous. It's because like a blue like, background with blue pants, like you can barely see the pants. It's like a three-year-old did it. That's what makes it so great. It's like the old she's WWF a logo. local indie talent that is just there to lose matches. And uh, we also finally got the debut of Solomon Crow, who <laughs> we should have all seen this coming. Hard, so hard. <laughs> oh. so, so of course, CJ Parker comes out, and it's just like, I love well, this. He, he's screwed. He's like, I'm had it. I'm taking the show hostage. <laughs> he's caution taping the ring. <laughs> and then out comes the the finally friggin' debut of Sammy Callahan, which we've been waiting for. You beat CJ Parker, you go to the top of the card. It's not even, it wasn't even a match. He just like hit him and then like hit a move on him and then he was like, yeah, and then walked away. Everyone's like, what's Goku doing in the impact zone? <laughs> yep. That's as Simple. far as my DBZ references go. There you go. Simple Enjoy and to em. the point. So those were some awesome highlights of NXT this week. Uh, Something else coming up in the top ten, but first we're going to hit number four. Number four. So how awesome was that Triple H promo with the Ric Flair appearance to actually help build up Triple H versus Sting as being really freaking important? Yeah, because they couldn't use Sean to put this over because Sean never fought Sting. (laughs) We both went to church together, but we never fought. Yeah, this was just great stuff the whole way. The fact that Flair was like, you got to relax. You can't take oh. Sting lightly. I know what this is like. And Triple H shoves <laughs> him to the ground. The best part of that was when he goes, oh, you can't handle Sting like Triple H. And he goes, well, I better just not find you sitting on your ass again. <laughs> and then he pushed him. Oh, my God. That Dude, was good. Flair was like straight shooting that entire promo. Everything was <laughs> legit. We know he's got a giant man crush on Triple H. He got pushed, and then all of a sudden, there's red all over. You're like, why did he bleed? He just got pushed. <laughs> oh, man. Handcuff Great. himself to the ring ropes again. Great stuff. Actually, it makes me really interested in this uh, face-to-face that will probably main event the pay-per-view at this rate. Of course it will. Want to have a match? Okay, <laughs> that's that's your preview. Actually, <laughs> no, wait, when you get to the preview, I want to talk about my scenario. I agree. I no, agree. no, no. It, it's it's more than that because I predicted it once, and we're going to talk about it when we get to the preview, so I'm not going to spoil it yet. All right, number three. Number three. So we finally get the tension breakup as Stardust takes out Goldust, and Dusty confronts him in the back, and Cody pretty much says some horrible stuff. He's like, uh, you look like a living zombie. You are the walking dad. What happened yes. to you? Are you sick? Um, we'll, you we'll talk about the cancers. <laughs> You're not supposed to we'll, use cheese graters on your head. We'll, we'll talk about this more in our fast lane preview. Cody but is dead, and so are you... Yes, but uh, we are getting that Cody Goldust match. Just not the way the fans want it, but that doesn't mean you're not going to get it that way. We'll By the way, that. completely off topic, but I noticed that it's February and we have not talked about a very special segment because Seth Rollins, Tyler Black, has been involved in way too many other feuds. 
to make people black history this month. Hashtag your black history at Seth Rollins. So number two. <laughs> number two. <laughs> the main event of NXT, Kevin Owens versus Adrian Neville. This match was awesome. It was definitely the match of the week by far. And Owens was able to show enough vulnerability to make Neville look like a legitimate threat without ever losing the appeal of what makes him Kevin Owens. He's he's mini Brock right now. He's he's that's his gimmick. He's mini Brock and it's great. He's- well, if if Lesnar actually does resign with WWE, which is what the rumored mill is saying now, maybe we'll actually get a Brock Owens match. Brock Teasner. <laughs> yes. Bum, Brock Nexner. <laughs> Brock Nexner. Dude, that um that power bomb. I, I you know, people are complaining, he doesn't use the cradle pile driver. Now he's using the power bomb. That that power bomb gets such height on it, it looks awesome. I don't care. Neville looked like he done died. And he also did that crazy Hurricane Rana, that um, implant Hurricane Rana that he does. Yes. Which is crazy. So good. So good. Such a great match. Uh, I still still love being able to be in awe of athleticism and wrestling. And I will probably stop being a wrestling fan when I officially lose that awe. Thank God for NXT, huh? Yeah. All right. And my favorite thing in wrestling this week. Oh, I think I know what this is. So TNA is now out. Samoa Joe and Triple H and Paul Heyman are actively seeking him out. Could we finally, finally see Samoa Joe in the WWE? Enough of these little guys that can work. We need a fat guy that can work. Oh, wait, we already have one of those. We need a second one. (laughs) We have him. He's the champ. Uh, NXT. (laughs) And you know what, though? For so many people being like, oh, we don't need any more of these indie guys, blah, blah, blah. It's really cool to hear them talk about Joe because of all the guys that are out there that could really use a good run in WWE, I think that Joe would be the top pick. They missed the boat on him because he was in developmental like years ago. Yeah, they did. They missed the boat, but now they've got a perfect opportunity to bring him in. And well, TNA missed the boat, and they haven't signed for what a decade. Yep. Well, yeah, and that's why he left. So, Don't what did you think my number one was going to be? I thought your number one was going to be May thirteenth, Kane. Come on, <laughs> May thirteenth. No, that's May your 13th. number one. <laughs> that is my number one. Why aren't you freaking out? I'm saying the date you killed your family. <laughs> May 13th, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why my big show always curses, but I think it's hilarious. So, so last week we got a Katie Vick reference. Now this week we got a May 19th May reference, 13th. except it was wrong. <laughs> I, I was like, wow, credit for making a reference, but it's the wrong date. Uh, well, you know, 13th. he's got a big mouth. He's, you know, May 13th, dig my eye out again. May 13th. I got a big tone. <laughs> Stupid goofs. Aye, aye, aye. May gook. All right. Uh, uh, I have three three things that haven't been mentioned. Yes. So, John Cena was on Parks and Recreation this week. Uh, wow. I need to watch that show. 
Uh, and it was a special episode because it was a full episode of the Johnny Karate Show. Oh my god! I gotta watch this! <laughs> it was the first episode that was on on Tuesday. John Cena shows up because he's the person that stole Johnny Karate's guitar. And so Johnny Karate, like, <laughs> handcuffs him and puts him into the dunk tank. <laughs> I have to see this. And, oh my god. And... At the at the beginning of the episode, they lose a tarantula. So Justin is like handcuffed on the dunk tank, and he sees the tarantula on the edge of the dunk tank, and he's like spider. And then everyone's like, oh, the spider. And then April's like, hey, John Cena, guess what? And then she hits the button, and he falls in the water. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. It was I can't fun. wait to watch that. Uh, Lucha Underground. There was a segment. Machavo gets his ass kicked by. Uh, um, Mil Mortes, but a segment or two later, Chavo shows up in Dario Cueto's office and he says, "Enough of this, I quit." Dario Cueto says, "Well, I wish you the best in your future endeavors." And wow. Chavo goes, "What?" <laughs> uh, now is this a shoot quit or a kayfabe quit? <laughs> Pretty sure, just a storyline. <laughs> oh, it was hilarious. <laughs> And a note from SmackDown. Byron Saxton is Heyman. Ah. He has to disagree with King and Cole and everything. And King and Cole give him shit about it the entire show. <laughs> yeah. Well, I prefer. <laughs> um. Uh. Anything else to talk about from the shows? I have one more point to make, if you, if you don't Go mind. ahead. Make your point, sir. So, I, for the first time in a long time, I love Don't Fuck With Me John Cena from the beginning of Raw this week. I really like John Cena right now. I'm excited about everything he's doing. I, I, I was um, I was into the promo, but I was especially into when he's like, if you move one more time, I'm going to come up there and I'm going to kick your ass. And usually that's like when WWE goes, okay, we're going to commercial because the, per- the heel's going to walk away. But Rusev does it, you can't see me taunt. And John Cena just runs up the ring. He's like, fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> and then he yells, you think you're untouchable. Yeah, you think you're untouchable. But he like... But I'm forcing <laughs> you to feel me. He, th- yeah, he forcing you to feel the video screen, too. He tosses him into that twice. And then he just starts punching him in the eyeball over and over again. Oh, this you want to know good. how this storyline got moved on on SmackDown? It, they had... Did he brush his mouth like Colgate? There was a one of the Usos versus Tyson Kidd, and they wrestled for about two and a half minutes. And then Rusev comes out, beats the fuck out of the Usos, super kick party, and then he's just like yelling about John Cena as he's beating up an Uso. As John <laughs> Cena does nothing because he doesn't show up on SmackDown because of <laughs> that show. Because he doesn't work Tuesdays. <laughs> he's oh got a brother God. who could help him. <laughs> Not my job. So, oh my god. That's what Rusev did on SmackDown. <laughs> Is it time for us to preview Fastlane? Vroom, vroom, vroom! Laugh um, the Fastlane. Uh, she want to do that now? Or should we talk about the other topics that we got for discussion? Oh, I thought we were Cause, done because Pat said he had one more thing. Yeah, but the listeners have stuff we oh, need to talk listeners. about. Chris going to let you finish. Fuck the listeners. <laughs> Let's, Let's talk go. about the, these topics that they have. <laughs> Even though I started the thread this week. <laughs> yes. <Fuck 'em. laughs> yes, of course. Um, a lot Fast of discussion... Trying to move right past them. 
Yeah, a lot of discussion about uh, Rhino being back. Uh, Taylor Chadwick actually wanted to know if we thought that Rhino's debut overshadowed, or Rhino's return overshadowed the debut of Solomon Crow. No, because Solomon Crow debuted later. Nope, they know how to pace a show. Yeah, NXT knows he how to He didn't debut, pace. and then Rhino came out, like, right after. And then uh, Chev was like, what about them becoming trainers? Well, maybe they will. That would have been hilarious, though, just if uh, Solomon Crow comes out, interrupts CJ Parker, beats him up, and then da 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 gore. And then he gets gored. <laughs> yeah. What a great way to debut a new talent and, a, and re-debut an older talent. I, did, I also, because we didn't point this out, I like the uh, little tease where Rhino walked past Finn Balor during his interview and just yeah, smirked at him. Balori. Just like right in the middle of the interview. <laughs> he just walks right past him. Why not? Um, Matthew McFarlane made a reference to a Ring of Honor match he thinks that we need to watch, which was Styles, Seidel, Alexander, and ACH. He's like, did you guys get a chance to watch this? Unfortunately, did not. But if a Ring of Honor match is being suggested to me, I will go out of my way to find it. I did watch the Chikara show he mentioned last week. Uh, yes, you want to talk wow. about that? The match he talked about, the main event between Icarus and Chuck Taylor was awesome. Nice. It was awesome. Because um, they were former partners in Fist. So, like, they won King of Trios together. And, and if you remember, they the final match of King of Trios that they won was against Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, and uh, Squire Dave Taylor. <laughs> so it was kind of a big deal. That's awesome. Matt Hardman wants to know if any of us checked out the Shield DVD. Nope. I've not seen that one yet. There's a Shield DVD. Yes. Yeah, Destruction of the Shield. Whatever. There was a preview of it after Raw on the on the network. Oh, that's another thing. Network. Like they're doing stuff on the network after Raw, but it's like, yeah, you get like your audience to move over, but it's also it's also 11:15 at night. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Some of us who actually work like real jobs now are already in bed at that point. Sometimes even, I don't even get to watch all of Raw. Even I'm like, fuck that, that's too late. <laughs> and some of us who watch Raw on Hulu the next day are like, oh, there was something after Raw? Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's a cool thing and everything, but it's not the best deal. If Raw went from 8 to 10, I'd watch whatever they put on afterwards. But they don't do that. Now, we got two other topics for discussion before we move on here, and they're actually not wrestling-related, but we can discuss them anyway. Are they Taylor Chad- advice? <laughs> no. Oh. From, from our listeners? That'd no, be awesome. love advice from us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So Taylor Chadwick wants to know if any of us got a chance to watch SNL 40. Nope. I only watched... Do you remember when the Boogeyman kept insisting he was watching uh, SNL 30? Yes, I do remember that. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I I do remember that. Um, Oh, that got Dan. Of course, what was your favorite skit? Well, the only skit I actually watched was the Celebrity Jeopardy skit. And that would... By default, that would probably be my favorite. That's like my favorite thing in SNL history. Um, I watch it because i haven't watched snl in forever so i just didn't really last snl i watched was the betty white one so and then of course matthew anderson wants to know what are the best and worst cover versions of a song ever wow that's that's a loaded question but 
If I had to choose one for each, my favorite cover is Disturbed Covering Land of Confusion by Genesis. And that's also because Land of Confusion is one of my favorite songs. So naturally, I'm going to like the Disturbed cover of it. And worst has to go to No One Knows What It's Like to Be the Bad Man. I the think, Sad uh, Man. One of my favorite. L-I-M-P. <laughs> one of my favorite covers, and it's not my favorite of all time, but it's the one that comes to mind right now, is Shinedown's cover of Simple Man. Oh my god, that is a great cover. That is a great cover. What about freaking uh, Seether covering Careless Whisper? I don't think I've heard that. It's awesome. Did they have the sexy saxophone? The sexy saxophone? Um, no, they had a sexy guitar. That's like goes against the entire... Okay, that is the worst cover then. Because there's no saxophone. Uh, <laughs> Corey Taylor doing Wicked Games pretty good. Marilyn Manson doing them. anything. Meryl Manson uh, does really good covers. Um, oh, what's Johnny Cash doing anything? Because it's now a Johnny Cash song. Fuck you, original artist. <laughs> oh my god, Johnny Cash covering "Hurt" is like the most painful music video in the world to watch. It actually made Meryl, that song mean more than the Nine Inch Nails. Remember when they did. used that the first night for the Eddie tribute, and everyone was like, they couldn't stop crying, and they're like, let's change it to uh, Three Doors Down." Without, without you. you. Which, which is, is sad. Is, which is, which, which is, is sad, sad but it has nothing to do with Eddie because right. it's all about how his girl died. It's not, I hurt myself today. Yeah. And you're like, oh no. Maybe he was a little on the nose to talk about substance abuse. <laughs> or uh, here's another great one. Trivium covering Master of Puppets, which sounds almost exactly like the Metallica version. Oh, I know what it is. It's uh, uh, the cello people doing... Uh, Unforgiven, that's it. Yes. Uh, like you were saying, Marilyn Manson before, I think his cover of Personal Jesus is awesome. Yes. Depeche Mode covers are pretty awesome. Uh, as far as bad covers go, uh, that, the first one that came to mind is going to be the one I'm going to go with, and that's a classic Who song being ruined by Fred Durst. See, I don't hate that song, but it's it's not as good as the original. <laughs> oh, I do. Behind Blue Eyes is the name of the song, you freaking jackasses. <laughs> Let's also not forget that that album oh, also featured... Oh, you know featured... what's another great cover? And I don't care what anyone says. And this is Limp Bizkit. Again, Faith. Faith is a great cover. I don't care. I still love that song. Fair. Fair enough. So there's one bad Limp Bizkit cover and one really good one. Like, I always liked that Limp Bizkit album because, A, of how terrible it was, but they also used that song, Results May Vary. Oh, I liked Results May Vary. How every song ends with, like, another half a song. Oh, yeah, yeah. it was was ballads galore. uh, We're going to take you guys uh, back in time here and (laughs) recant two inside jokes that Pat and I have from this album. Recant well. We will recant well. One oh, of by them. the way, Mark Jabroni realizes that he has become a, a verb, an action on this show to Cantwell. Yes. You know what, though, Mark Jabroni? If we didn't give a crap about you, we wouldn't acknowledge you on the show at all. Because trust me, there are people in the group, and I know for a fact that Dan is a big fan of some of them, <laughs> that we barely acknowledge unless their name comes up. So look at it this way. We like you. 
Keep being you. Keep welling. Keep or, trying to weld. Or so. not welling. Or haying. All right. So do you remember the Survivor series with the Goldberg title defense? Oh, yeah. Which was built yes. with the built. It was build a bridge <laughs> was the song. Yeah. And then Pat came up with his own lyrics. Oh, yeah. But in, in my in my greatest Goldberg. Must have been 03 then. Build a berg to your mind. <laughs> yeah, Takes me there every time. <laughs> Lay it all on the line. There's a way. <laughs> and another inside joke that came out of that album was um, back in the day when we used to do the old EFED and we had uh, Taylor Chadwick's uncle, Corey, as part of the group. And his character's name was Sin. Yeah. And then for some reason, the Sin voice became our voice for Corey. But uh, <laughs> the song Red Light, Green Light. The song Red Light, Green Light with Snoop Dogg, where he says it's Snoop Dogg in the motherfucking Cadillac. Pat changed those lyrics around a little bit. Oh, shit. Did I, I can't remember what it is. <laughs> you just went, it's Sin in the motherfucking Cadillac. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and Jay Tamaro in the backseat of my car almost choked to death on his soda. And I was contemplating pulling the car over to let him spit it out on the side because of Patrick. <laughs> And that was when we were in college, so it was what? The shopping center was not even a half mile away as it a was, drive? It, yeah, it was literally walkable. It was oh maybe my God. a 15-minute walk, a two-minute drive. Pat, you nearly, drive? Killed, you nearly killed a man in my car because of your, because it, of your red light, green light reference. Right, in 120 seconds, I almost killed a person. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It seems legit. Uh, so, yeah, um... That kind of kills it for the topics, uh, so thank you guys for submitting. Remember, we do like to try to keep it relevant to the week in wrestling, but if you do have something fun that we can discuss like that, submit it. We'll discuss it. But uh, we got a pay-per-view coming up on Sunday that we need to preview. Uh, Dan, can you tell us what the name of this pay-per-view is? It's called Fastlane. Which, of course, they have added the rooms into the sound effects. In the promo. <laughs> of course, they listen to the show. We Obviously. have, uh, before Monday, we had three matches, but now we have seven. <laughs> oh, all right. So, that works. Uh, I put them in some semblance of an order that seems somewhat realistic of what would happen in real life, and I'll probably wait, be way off. So, I'm going to start with Kid and Cesaro versus the Usos for the tag titles. Oh, wow. Didn't I, know this I I don't know if the Usos are going to lose the tag titles this close to WrestleMania, but if they but are, they won the rest. They won them this close to WrestleMania. That's true. Oh, so no, <laughs> I actually forgot that's when they won them. All right, so if you were going to take the titles off of them and put them on another team, I think it's the perfect way to get Cesaro and Kid over as a legitimate tag team and really give them a push that they really, really need. But maybe that won't happen because Cesaro's Twitter got quote unquote hacked and he basically said Vince should die. Or said he hopes he should get cancer. But it totally wasn't him. Well, now he's going to come out with a towel, a robe, a siren, a text ringer, a cell phone, and a tablet. And he's going to be tweeting during his entrance. And that's his punishment. And no brass ring club shirt. 
We we. I hate that music. Oh my god! And Tyson Kidd has such awesome music, and they don't use it. Nope, they use the Cesaro theme. Awesome. So, what do you guys think? I think I'll I'll, uh, I'll stick with Cesaro Kid. Why not? Both Samoans, both Samoans, both Samoans, pick up the win, and they go against um, the Demolish Sension at WrestleMania. PT Peers. Part-time players. Four-way tag match at, at, at WrestleMania. Oh, just yeah, like both ta- And both tag team champions will retain, even though the whole point is it's going to be <laughs> impossible for them to retain. <laughs> With WrestleMania 20, when they did both those matches yep. and the champions retained each time. Yep. Uh, I think it's going to be a retention. I think it's a little soon for Kid and Cesaro to win the belts. So yeah, oh, man. Uh, that was the <laughs> that was the Booker that was the Booker Rob Van Dam tag team with the greatest the greatest matchup theme ever. Can you dig it? One of On a the kind. Count of three, I want you all to dig it. One, two, three. One of a kind. Uh, we've got a lifetime of brotherhood on the line as Goldust takes on Stardust. Uh, I predict fuck finish, WrestleMania rematch, with Dusty involved somehow. And that's somewhere in between now and then he becomes Cody. <laughs> what if Cody's like, I'm not dead, and then Stardust and Cody, he feuds with himself, and then he gives himself the... <laughs> The crossroads. That's the fucking realm going on here. <laughs> yeah, we are Cody. We are Stardust. You know, I'm not entirely convinced he's going to drop that gimmick because supposedly this is going to be Goldust's official retirement match. So maybe they'll continue the Stardust character as being this new bizarre deal. And we've already established Cody works better as a character performer. I think he's fine in this role, um, but I like that they're bringing up Cody, and there's the possibility of Cody Rhodes coming back. I like how there's there's several possibilities for a storyline to go. It doesn't feel like it's just completely funneled. You're only smoking mirrors. Which, of course, in the last two years when we've been clamoring for this match to be at WrestleMania, it would have just been a regular brother versus brother match with nothing behind it. Right, and they're actually uh, making something out of it. So good for them. Good for them for making those stupid smarks wait to actually get a good match. Good for you. <laughs> so yeah, um, I predict uh, no contest finish on this one. Um, I'm gonna say, yeah, probably ends in in a no contest yeah. or. Um, I, I, I think the. Lo- I think the logical win, though, would be Goldust, because there's no way that Goldust would go over at WrestleMania, considering the whole point was so that he can put his brother over. And right. I, fe- I feel like run. there's a chance for Goldust to take advantage and win, um, not like, not a super clean win, but like a roll-up or something, and then that either A, forces Stardust further into insanity, or forces him to go this is not working and turn into because Stardust was going through an existential <laughs> crisis up at the top of the church he tower. Dro- he dro- the dropped bell. the gimmick. He drops the gimmick just like Goldust drops seven. Oh, this stupid Undertaker ripoff. Yeah. This gimmick is stupid. I'm not seven. I'm Dustin Ruddles. <laughs> oh, alright. So so that works. Sleevage, uh, I'm Chaz. Yeah. Um, no. is, is, is the governor outside? 
No. Governor's never outside. He's under the patch. No, well, I mean, like the other, the you know, the the more recent governor. Because next we're going to talk about Dean Ambrose versus Bad News Barrett for the IC title. Now I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a teleporter? Do you? Why are you naked? Just the freaking I can't. Terminator stuff real? Yes. Yes. Did you see the clouds up in the sky? The storm is coming. It all oh happened just when God. you were talking about the, the IC title match. But where's my damn sound effect? <laughs> I had fanfare. Oh, he did use the he did fanfare last week. But I, I think it's because you usually get I here and you, and you change your clothes. You get new clothes before you come in here. But this time you came right in naked. It's rather With distracting. With all that sir. lightning and like kinetic energy and whatnot. And now there's like a it. like a, a dip in the floor here because of where the sphere was. It's weird. We're, I hope like an hour or two from now we're not going to see uh, old school Robert Patrick come come in the same spot. I don't I don't know uh, if we'll get Robert Patrick on the mic at all though. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, it's Ambrose versus the versus uh, BNB. Against the, For the IC title. Yes, that's right. Uh, what you got? Who you got? Oh my God! Could you move your erection away from my microphone, please? This is terrible. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> oh, whoa! Uh, I didn't mean to turn that way. Wow! <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I'm just so excited about the thought of the IC title. As Dean Ambrose is going to take on bread and bed and breakfast Barrett. B and B, B, bed and breakfast, Baron. Yeah, um, I don't know. This is a tough one. I I can easily see this being Ambrose as the IC champion, just because I feel like they do this weird thing with Barrett where they give him a push and then they like don't do anything with him, so they just push him in another direction. They're just waiting for him to get hurt again. Which you don't know. Is he on his fourth IC title reign? I plan on being there to go into the Hall of Fame as the IC champion. Wait, I thought you were gonna take your ring and unify the IC champion. Didn't we talk about this? The plans have changed. He's from a different timeline, don't you know? I, I, I'm going to attack. I, I went back in time to change the events of Terminator 2 in my new movie Genesis in order to get a shot at the whatever title, the TNA Genesis, in order to propel me into a third alternate timeline in order to get a shot at the IC title this weekend right after Dean Ambrose wins it. Yeah. So you... My head are you hurts. picking Dean Ambrose or <laughs> are you, because you're a time-traveling robot, know that Dean Ambrose is winning? Robots have emotions. That doesn't my emotion, uh, answer the question. <laughs> is telling me that I choose me. Okay, so to win, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, will be IC champion hurts. by the end of this. <laughs> yes, all right, good prediction. What else we got? Uh, Paige versus Nikki Bella for the Divas title. Uh, wow, I just feel, went flaccid. I feel like it's just going to be another. It's going to be another stupid Bella retention. Bella screwed. Even out. though, yeah, even though keeping the title on them is just worthless at this point, but. Whatever. That's the Paige way I is so on Paige. fire right now, though. And the Bellas Paige are so not, even though they're trying so hard. On fire. 
Paige is above and beyond the most interesting diva on the main roster. So they should be pulling the AJ Lee card with her and giving her an insanely long run as champ. But a nearly year-long run. I um, I don't know how it's going to work when these other women get pulled up from NXT, if they're just going to kind of be pushed to the side for what's going on now. But when they come up, I kind of dread to be just a... a you know, like a Nikki Bella or somebody who really can't, or Cameron. Cameron's who I would be scared to be. Girl, bye. You're released. Please. Yes, please. Get, yeah, she is the most useless one on the roster. Well, no, that's not true. There's still an all-red injury. Speaking of which, who who are the people that are upset about the NXT shows doing so well? Do you, do you care to speculate on who those people are? <laughs> all the people who can't do shit the backstage morale like who's like oh man they're really stealing my spot is it like is it Kane Kane who's like all but ready to leave but they keep on using him <laughs> yeah can I leave now I, I want to sell insurance so I leave He's like, I just keep leaving. He left his mask and his old outfit. They're like, I'll just go wrestle in the jeans, Kane. Wrestle in the, in the dress pants. It's fine. Can I go home yet? <laughs> He's like the reverse Christian. He's like, one less match. One less match. Well, speaking of Kane, he's in a match. As Ziggler, Ryback, and Rowan will take on Rollins, Kane, and Big Show in a six-man tag. Wow, when did this even happen? This got this was uh, extension from the main event of SmackDown. Oh, uh, well, I didn't get there yet. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, baby faces win. Why not? Because Kane and Big Show can't do shit together. Baby faces win, <laughs> and this further leads to the fact that Seth Rollins is going to try to cash in on whoever wins the title in the main. I got up. He has nothing going on. Uh, then I'm going to turn face oh, again. Oh wait, no, that's right. No Randall's title match. The main event is for a title match. <laughs> Randall's gonna come back. No, I'm talking about next month, but I forgot Randall's gonna come back and he's gonna punt his skull. Oh yeah, because that's his voice for sure. Uh, so yeah, this baby is face is over. impression. But it'll be like Rowan pinning Big Show, so it can be just fucking <laughs> finally. Useless. So it can be just useless. <laughs> This big six-man tag it just gets downgraded. Big Show's going to knock out, punch himself, and then he's going to turn face. Yes. That's my prediction. Because he, he, <laughs> he stopped the big heel by punching himself. <laughs> yeah. Authority! Authority! All right, so next we have a talk segment. At least this is how I would book it, which, again, is probably completely wrong. Next is the face-to-face, which we've already had a face-to-face lead up to. If this Triple were your book it, you would not get a free pizza. <laughs> so Triple H will talk for 20 minutes. So what do we got? What's going to happen? They're just gonna I talk. got, uh, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do this. Let's do it. Let's do it. Sting. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just and, intrigued to see it. So. And uh, I agree. I agree. Uh, but right when Sting's about to come down... I'm the boogeyman. Fuck you, Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> I still love that joke. Oh, God. Well, you hear what I think's going to happen in the main event. Care to guess? 
Oh boy, oh boy. We're not Is there it? yet because we've got John Cena versus Rusev for the U.S. title. Uh, Siobhan said something about that on Facebook this week. I just thought it was kind of funny. And I said, you realize, because he said something about the boogeyman showing up somewhere. I said, I think I'm the only person who has the power to do that now. So, well, here's hoping. Um, I say that Cena wins the match, but Rusev keeps the title. And we get a big rematch at WrestleMania. I say, where, uh, where Cena goes over. Of course. I say we get vintage John Cena with the United States Championship. And he makes a spinner. He's like, don't spin no more. Let me fix that. Ha-ha! Ha-ha! JBL destroyed it, but I had it the whole time! He's like, now the title doesn't spin, I do. And he goes to spin the title, and he just spins around. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's so like, you think don't you're fuck with me. And just starts punching him in the eyeball again. You don't want to fuck with me? I'm untouchable, but I'm forcing you to feel me. Rape. God. Rape. All right. Know, that was just like Arnold in here a few minutes ago. He knocked over your microphone. It was disgusting. His no. microphone. Or his <laughs> megabone. <laughs> and oh. our main event of the evening, Romania <laughs> Reigns versus Daniel Bryan for the title match at WrestleMania. Uh, for, the, for the title match. Something <laughs> yeah. happened. Something happens, and they both get it. Uh, whatever. Triple threat. Roman Reigns d- tries to do a double Superman punch and ends the universe. Did <laughs> he cross the streams? <laughs> <laughs> Complete plutonic reversal. Build a bird. And the shield is back mind. together. And suddenly we like that theme music again. Um, no, I, I think... I think you're right. I think it's gonna, it's gonna be like Jason Shin. It's gonna go both ways, and uh, they're both gonna get a title shot. <laughs> Shin's gonna want to be back on this show after he heard about that uh, that giant penis. <laughs> well, there's only nine more episodes. To Where's Arnold, guys? <laughs> it's <laughs> bring him back. Oh, Arnold God. just texted me because uh, he's heard that Shin wants to know when he's on the show. Do you know what he texted me? Can you see that, Dan? What does it say? I do not see. Oh, okay. I'll read it to you guys. It says, I'll be back. Oh, really? Of course. Of course it does. All right. So, uh, fast lane review in the can. Oh, boy, oh, boy. In the tournament so you got preview or whatever. <laughs> yes. Words. So, so, you guys know what comes next, right? Uh, trolls. It's time for Troll Truth. So, this week, we got a reveal for those of you who are interested in such things That is of, disgusting. No, I'm not interested in troll reveals. Of who Aquaman is going troll. to be played by. Oh, we've known that for like eight months. Right. It's Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. <laughs> he is Dothraki. And uh, our old pal Heyman wanted to make a comment on Aquaman as he you guys may or may not be aware he is like the biggest Aquaman supporter on the planet and he can not stand it when oh, people put down Aquaman race. so but he's from he, Atlantis isn't he a different race anyway yes. so here is uh, Hey Man's opinion of the new Aquaman Unite the Seven if this is supposed to be a Justice League movie then call it Justice League not Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice 
He's going to like show up in the last five minutes and be like, hey, <laughs> it's not cool what you do to the water, people. <laughs> hey, I talked to fish. So his opinion of the matter is that, screw this, call the movie Justice League. His but, opinion of the first picture of Jason Momoa as Aquaman. But so wait, this is this is just a build to the Justice League. It's like what they did with the Avengers, right? Where they're slowly like introducing the characters. Yeah, but this one they're all throw they're all ramming it in the butt of this Superman movie. <laughs> wait, wait, who who is ramming it in the butt in this Superman movie? Oh god, now Shin's really gonna be wanna. <laughs> and who's butt is it? <laughs> oh my god, Dark Side. Of course. Because <laughs> he's taken in his dark side. Oh, God. Darren Young is back. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, Wait, so, so, is it just... I'm, I'm sorry, I just... I don't know much about this. Is it just, just Aquaman's going to also be in there? Or are they playing uh, Aquaman's going to show up. Wonder Woman's going to show up. Uh, there's ideas for other people to show up at the in there. But those are the only two that are, like, completely confirmed. Like, we're definitely doing this. Right. I know there were issues they were talking about with, uh... They were, like... Uh, Stephen Emile wanted to be, like, arrow across everything. And they're like, nope. Huh? We don't now, want this to be good. <laughs> now, you guys know how one of Heyman's big complaints is whenever they change stuff around or they make it different. Or, like, how Superman's underwear needs to be red, you know? We all know about that, right? He well, did you wear know that anymore? He just wears pants. <laughs> well, did you know that he loves the new Superman on Earth Two? Loves it on Earth Two. Yes. I mean, New Fifty Two, or no? There's, there's two. Earth Two. Oh, okay. I thought I thought Where? on Earth Two the the entire like the main Justice League people were dead. That was the whole point of Earth Two. Yes, and the Superman is black, but apparently he's totally okay with this. But. <laughs> I also have another question. If they're all taken in the butt, why isn't it called the Thrust Us League movie? Really? That's what you went back for? <laughs> yes. <laughs> God damn. There's and thrust us. <laughs> because because we absolutely needed one more comment from him. He's got an opinion on the primetime players reunion too. So WWE wanted seven. <laughs> WWE wanted rev- relevant tag teams to put over the Ascensions so that people will be fooled into thinking the Ascension are important. And the best they came up with are the primetime players. That's just fucking sad. Actually, uh, well, the Ascension are finished pizza now, right? Because they're on the main roster. Yes. I mean, they've got the sauce on their face already, but. But he doesn't care about anybody who comes up from NXT. He thinks they should all go back and get repackaged. Every one of them. Really? See, the thing is, I think I think there's a problem with some of the NXT talents that come up that they, they don't put as much care into them once they come to the main roster. And so I guess I would kind of agree with that. Like, some people feel rushed up there. Like, Bo Dallas, they didn't have anything for him to do. Um, the, the Ascension, I'm... I think they have high hopes for them, and I hope that they get used correctly, but I'm not sure if they will. <laughs> not so far. No. Nope. Um, but certain certain ones of them, like people that he hates, like Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt is on fire right now. Literally. I wish he were. Oi, oi, oi. Ugh. But I think there's a definite disconnect between when you're on NXT and you're in an area where people can 
have uh, a smaller a microcosm of what of a wrestling company and then you get brought up to the big leagues and suddenly they don't have as much time to invest in your character and you don't come across the same I love how they have three times as much time uh, on one show of the week than they do on all of NXT per week and, and there's not, not as much gets time. advanced <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, and as I said before, I mean, I don't work there. I don't know how it operates behind the scenes, but based on so many interviews and shoots I've heard and autobiographies I've read, everybody pretty much says the same thing. Vince changes his mind way too often, and he gives up on stuff before it even has a chance. These and he's God, so... Yeah, and he's like, yeah, he's, that's it. And, like, as great of an asset to the product that he is, he's also its biggest detriment. Which is scary because that's the exact way they described Paul Heyman when ECW went under. They said our biggest asset was our biggest detriment. And I sometimes I feel like that's the case. You know, I don't work there. I don't know what his mindset is. But you, you read, you know, you read a Jericho book or you read Hogan's books or Flair's book and they all say the same thing. So, you know, what are you going to do? You get this great for him to die. So Triple H (laughs) take over. Uh, Well, back on the cover of Muscle and Fitness again. So, but Triple H should be old enough that he can't wrestle anymore by that time. You would think so. I gotta, I gotta come out of retirement to put over this young upstart, and then go back into retirement. At this point, he only wrestles once a year anyway, so he's semi-retired. because you know. Oh, and speaking of stuff that happened to CM Punk, let's talk about something else that's happening to CM Punk this week. So, uh, (laughs) Doc is suing Punk and Colt Cabana for defamation of character for his comments on Art of Wrestling. Um, I think we've all pretty much agreed, at least most of us in the group have agreed, that this lawsuit is basically dead in the water before it even starts. Because, like, uh, Dan, you were making a couple of comments about this. What points could he possibly have? Well, the thing is, is that they're going to have to investigate, like, almost his entire time in WWE as, as, like, the head backstage doctor. And he either does or should have complete records of every single thing he's done. So they're going to see that he handed CM Punk a Z-Pack for six straight months. Right. And if he's not documenting that type of stuff, he's going to get in even more trouble. He's in bigger trouble. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, I really think it's going to be dead in the water. And I, I, one of the big counterpoints I saw, we're discussing this in the group, was all about how, well, he might not necessarily lose his license because, you know, George Zahoran didn't lose his license. It doesn't matter. Once you're labeled that way... No one's going to take you seriously. Even if you can practice medicine, no one's going to want to go to you. Like, all right, like, let's say the doctor that uh, prescribed all that shit that made Benoit go nuts. Like, he got indicted for it and everything, but let's say that he did. Would you actually go to him knowing that he was responsible for that? I wouldn't. If I was a patient of his, I'd be looking for a new doctor really, really quickly. Is this the same guy that told that told everybody that Mr. Kennedy would be out six months and then end up being six weeks, and that they ruined his entire push and character and career and, that, <laughs> and career and that led to his career. being fired? Who like knows? that's I a pretty big misstep. Yeah. So like, if and the thing is, 
punk. And then he's just gonna be like, hey, I saved Jerry Lawler's life. And everyone's like, kind of wish you hadn't. <laughs> Taz, what's that irresponsible doctor doing in the impact zone? Oh God! You really, you know, it's exactly what'll happen. TNA will hire him immediately and make him an on-screen character. <laughs> yep. He already kind of is because he was on NXT this week, and he's like, "Well, you know, Sami Zayn wasn't doing well, but uh, gave him a seat back and said his ass would die." Oh God! Oh man, I can't wait for those segments backstage where. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> EC3 is like, you know, he just needs medical attention for like a sprained arm or something, and the doctor's like, I think you have Ebola. Oh, this is going to be great. This is going to be a great gimmick. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> quarantine oh, him immediately. Oh, the impact Lord. zone becomes the quarantine zone. It's not even the impact zone anymore. It's just back at the freaking... Manhattan Center. Or we were in the in the arenas. So, yeah. But uh, unfortunately, trolls are not just limited to this type of stuff. They also have access to WWE's official Facebook page. Oh boy. Yes, WWE's Facebook page, and uh, this week we're looking at the post about <clears throat> Rhino is here. More are coming to NXT. Vince hey. fears Triple H. <laughs> Vince fears his own company. Uh, that's based on the uh, when Rhino came to TNA and it was Rhino is here. More are coming to TNA. Vince fears Jeff Jarrett. Anyway, so let's see what people think about Rhino being in NXT. New fans be like, Dad, why is he copying Roman Reigns' spear for? That's kind of silly. But next. And now for the truest statement of the week. At this point, NXT is better than Raw or SmackDown. <laughs> How many likes? All the likes. I was like, no duh, it's been that way for like a year and a half. So, so none of that was news. Here's one for Christopher because he will know exactly what this is about. He wrestles every month at a hotel in Lancaster, PA, in front of like 100 people. He lost last week to Snitsky in a cage match. LOL. <laughs> yeah, I work at that hotel. <laughs> um, 100 people? No, they actually draw pretty respectable crowds. They draw over 600, which is respectable for an indie show of that size. So, yeah, but still, I, I laughed anyway. <laughs> I was like reading. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> yeah, I do, too. There, uh, Lancaster Championship Wrestling has the weirdest roster because half their roster is friggin' amazing and the other half are worse than the majority of indie guys that you see. And they don't mix them very well. So, like, you get this awesome indie worker who is really athletic, knows a lot of great moves, great psychology, and he faces a guy who has no concept of pacing or can't even run the ropes properly. And it's just a train wreck. The the local banker. <laughs> wow, you get the main event of Fastlane? God. 
I think it's it's really funny how it's really funny how like I've become incredibly neutral to Roman Reigns, and yet you are still riding the anti the anti Liaki train all the way to the bank to money in the bank. Ching God. ching ching. Oh yeah, it says vroom vroom vroom. It'll be ching ching ching. Mihai is on NXT. He should on Raw. So, uh, uh, huh? Mihai is on NXT. He should on Raw. Okay. Thank you for your input. Next. I would like to see Goldberg take out Resiv at WrestleMania. <laughs> All right, that's a good one. <laughs> Resiv crush. Wrestle at Wrestler Mania. Wrestler Mania is awesome. That's a good one. Uh, I can't believe you're in the business and you can't even get their biggest show of the year correct. Yeah, it's also all in lowercase. Resev peanut, peanut butter. Cups. As a matter of fact, the only word that's capitalized is Goldberg. Not even Resev. Goldberg. Wait, was so was this, was this Brock Lesnar? Give me Goldberg. No, it's just capitalized. It's not all caps. Jeez. Oh, okay. And our last is a uh, fucking dumbass. Why NXT? I already pay for Dish, and I'm not about to pay $9.99, so stick it where the sun don't shine, Vince. What you're not going to pay? <laughs> $9.99. I don't understand these people, too, who say, oh, you know what? I'm not even going to watch WrestleMania this year. I'm not going to even subscribe to the WWE Network. And then they go, well, I'll find another way to watch it. It's $10. My penny. Hey, well... They like to spend $65 on WrestleMania. Of course they do. Or they like to stream it for free, even though... Actually, no, that guy said he had dished, so he's not. he doesn't get pay-per-views anymore. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, guys, we've come to the end of the show, which means there's only one thing left to do. Which means there's still a half hour to go, so don't get all worked up. <laughs> yeah, really. It's time for points or... Buried. Fish and Chips and Mary Poppins edition. Of course. <laughs> Alright, so uh, British H here is going to decide whether or not you guys get buried. Now, yes. this week, I wanted you guys to come up with some products and then choose a wrestler spokesperson for that product. Because there's a lot of pressure to provide examples every week, I provided two. I said you could say Bo Dallas promoting the Bowflex. What about Big E promoting Five Hour Energy? And that's exactly what we got. So, are you guys ready to hear? Uh, first, I want to ask Triple H a question. Um, why? Why do you yes. want to do that? Uh, are, do you hate Daniel Bryan because he stole your gimmick of the yes thing? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. No, 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 Brian, no, don't say it, don't say it, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, no, no, holy shit, he's over. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god, I'm gonna go back and watch that. Alright, so, should I? Damn right he's over. I'll just read these exactly how they are. Alright, our first product entry, Gene Snitsky. For Planned Parenthood. Oh, God. 
That's cringe points. That is cringe points. And regular points? Yes. There you go. Everyone's like playing the game now. They're trying to get the cringe points and be funny. So they get all the bonus points. So even if they don't win, they still get m- mucho points, though. Right. It's like they figured it out. It only took them almost a year. <laughs> but but what's funny is that sometimes... rules again. Is that sometimes if you just go for the really, really funny, cringe or not, sometimes you get double the points. Which yeah, is better than... It's easier to cringe it, probably. <laughs> to be super cringe funny. it good. All right. That was Jason Shin with the first entry of the week. Oh my goodness, not only did he get it in in time. Ew. Oh, no. I was going to say, how do you know it's his first entry of the week? Oh, I don't. I don't. And I'm going to keep it that way. All right, next so one. So don't, don't read the comments on this one. All right. Next is uh, Coco Beware. Oh, and Frankie's Ghost for smoke alarms. Chew on the He's nose. going back to the well again. No, no, it wasn't him. But it wasn't the person who normally makes these jokes. Wow, so somebody else intruded on somebody else's territory. Dur- During gimmick Black History Month, someone stole Young Den's gimmick. Yep. I'm afraid... I'm afraid I've got some buried news. Fish and <laughs> chips, Mary Poppins. Yeah. Chimney sweep. No points to Matthew Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> but you get for stealing someone else's gimmick, you're not as good at it. You get a uh, milky nipple teat points, which are worthless. Sure, actually, they, maybe Bago worth negative points. Fago <laughs> yeah. road points, drippy nip points. God. All right. Next person is not proud of this entry, but has submitted page for whitepages.com. Lol, 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 lol. Actually, that's pretty funny. I'm gonna give that points. Rick Williamson, you get points. All right. Next is Seth Rollins for extends. Is that? A, I'm sorry. I. That's that a penis enlargement pill. Oh, I I don't know. I didn't didn't see his penis. I don't know if he's in need of that or not. Or it's because of that. So I... Hmm. I don't... I can't give this points because I, I don't... I get the uh-oh. joke, but I don't understand the full reference. Uh-oh. Oh. Alright, then what does that mean? You get buried by my huge penis. Of course. That was uh, Matthew McFarland. You ever listen to Steph talk about how big it is? No. Talk about Howard Stern and how I shave everywhere and how she shaves everywhere. And then, oh, sweet mystery of life, at last I found you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next is Owen Hart for Zipline.com. Ugh. That's a website? What the fuck is it? <laughs> yeah, it is a website for oh. ziplining adventures in Hawaii. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. That, that is a cringe. 
So it's an official cringe point. I think that's all I'm going to give it, though. All right. Cringe points to Taylor Chadwick. All right. Next is <laughs> Draws for the Hover Round. Wow. <laughs> hover Round! Wow. That's going to get points. That's just regular, straight up regular points. <laughs> All right, to Monty Malark. All right, next is Macho Man for Capital One Car Insurance. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> oh, no. Where's Randy? Watch out for that tree. Oh, God. Did you, did you hear what the tree said? You hurt no. me, Randy! <laughs> no, oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, how, how did we not give it points after that? It has to get points. God. That was uh, Mike Simsack Sentry. God. Damn. All right. Next is... Uh, That's an old reference. <laughs> Next is Valvinus Presents the Vajankle. For those of you who don't know what this is, it is a fleshlight shaped like a foot that you can have sex with. That is. Uh, that takes Chauffette Plez to an extra <laughs> new level. Is that Chauffette Chauffette Plez points? points. <laughs> Which are oh. worth zero. <laughs> god. Oh my god, that that's like that's beyond cringe. That's double cringe points. All right, so a hundred points to Joey Image, but they're not regular points; they're double cringe points. All right, next is Chris Canyon for Prozac. Oh, <laughs> dear God. Who better? Oh, wait, well, I think of a lot of people. <laughs> probably a lot of people. Oh, man, give that man uh, regular and cringe. Oh, my God. Regular and cringe, 150 wow. points to Glenn Kukin. Next is Darren Young for Astroglide. Oh. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Sexually disturbing points. Um, regular points. Regular points to you, Siobhan Ferguson. Siobhan. So, like, we got this huge thing of cringe, and the next person just posted one that I liked, but it wasn't cringeworthy. It was just... I just thought it was funny. Jim Cornette for Wilson Tennis Rackets. That's cute. I'd give it points. <laughs> well, who would be better to advertise? Not and the Young was... Bucks or Kevin Steen. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not at all. And that would be Adrian Cotton's entry, who proves he can still be funny without being cringy. So now you have Ms. and Ms. Dow for Double Mint Gum. Wow, that that's like. But now he's just his assistant. He's not supposed to be. This would have been funny everything. back when Double Mint Gum references were funny. This would have been funny two weeks ago. <laughs> Thanks, Adam Sandler. 
Right. You're welcome. welcome. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> I have two settings. There, this and this. <laughs> it goes from zero to Corey. God, Corey the Chadwick. I love Billy Madison. Um, so. What was that entry again? <laughs> Miz and Miz down for double make Oh, gum. no points. That's right. That's what it no, was. No points? Or? So that means you get buried. All right. Pretty buried. Tradition. Matt Hardman's brother, CJ. And there was much rejoicing. <laughs> Next is Chris Benoit for Bowflex. Come on. No points. You get buried <laughs> way too easy yeah Don Mario just lost his left life <laughs> oh, oh now he's no. small <laughs> little Don Mario <laughs> little Don Mario oh no oh no don't get hit again <laughs> do 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 that blue shell just took him out of the race <laughs> next next is a restaurant ad Jerry the King Lawler for the Heart Attack Grill. <laughs> well, you made a Jerry Lawler joke, and you didn't go with the obvious underage route. I'm proud of you. I give that points. <laughs> so points to Ellis Homeless for still monopolizing the Jerry Lawler jokes, but taking them in a different direction. And he's our points leader. Indeed he is. So you guys better uh, step up your games if you want to knock that homeless guy down. Where's uh, where's Jeff Jarrett for Disposable Guitars? <laughs> DisposableGuitars.com Well, the, he is definitely not making an appearance on this list. Wow. Alright, we're in the Big E countdown now. These are the final five. Nexus <laughs> is brought to you by The Ascension. Wow, that's funny. I'm gonna give that points. I get it, cause ascension means to rise up like a penis. Oh, well, it's funnier now that you explained it. You know what happens when they're, when they're flaccid? Connor says, "Welcome to the wasteland." Okay. Dandal, you got points. Good job. Oh shit, Dandal's only 50 behind Ellis. So. Yep. 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 The race continues. All right. Next. <laughs> Shawn Michaels for Invisalign. Did a pretty heartbreak smile. Mm. Mm. Should have lost been done it. for like LASIK or something. Something I based. <laughs> that was my first thought too. Vision correction, uh, but I, I mean, or hair is, plugs is the joke that it's Invisalign because I lost my smile. I can't find it. It's invisible. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Joke. Yes. He lost okay. his smile. <laughs> okay, Let's talk about lines. nearly twenty-year-old references. <laughs> Isn't that what this show is? I, I don't know. I got it. <laughs> All right. Oh, he's scratching his head. No, that was my beard. <laughs> so? I just said points. I oh, points. I just did not hear that. Melissa Hatfield points. You're scratching your beard, so that means you're gay? 
<laughs> nope. <laughs> Next is Ken Patera. No, okay, the... trying to get the semen out of it. Oh, God. Ken Patera for the 24-hour McDonald's menu. <laughs> hungry, hungry, Ken Patera. <laughs> Speaking of old references... <laughs> But I'm going to give points to an even older reference. <laughs> points to C.J. Hardman's brother, Matt. And most people will think we're just referencing when Ken Patera put the rock through the window of McDonald's. But we're not! Nope. <laughs> Alright, next we have uh, Tori Wilson for Curves. Because <laughs> boobs. And ass. T-N-A. Um... I don't think it was that funny, so... Buried. Uh, so he didn't well this week, is what you're saying. He hated. Oh, God. And your final entry is... <laughs> and, and the special Bad News Barrett edition. Bad News Barrett for Fox News. It's a lot of dead air on this show. <laughs> So fucking hacky. Oh, Fox News is evil. Hack. Hack. Saw? No, he was just coughing. Oh. Yep. Okay. So, no. So, it, on this very eat. special edition, the <laughs> final entry gets... Oh, buried fish and chips bugger. Bugger, bugger, knickers. Did you say what I think you said? No, he did not. <laughs> No, I what? said knickers. That's I what thought, I thought you said. I thought you were going to say Bago Road for a second. Oh, Bago Road. All right, that was, <laughs> all right, that was Jeff Trellowitz's entry. All right, guys, now we're Dr. in the uh, house. So, you got to pick a winner here. And as per the rules, anything that just got cringe points is not eligible for victory because that was if they got double cringe points so your choices are and we'll we'll do the uh the 150 guys first which was canyon for prozac and snitsky for planned parenthood and then you also had page for whitepages.com draws for the hover round macho man for capital one car insurance (laughs) darren young for astro glide Jim Cornette for Wilson Tennis Rackets, Jerry Lawler for the Heart Attack Grill, Cialysis brought to you by The Ascension, Sean Michaels for Invisalign, and Ken Patera for the 24-hour McDonald's menu. Mm-hmm. My vote goes with uh, the Macho Man. Yeah! <laughs> right. one. There you go. Capital One Car Insurance. Mike wow. Simsack Ma- is Macho the winner. Bruce just gave us his vote. I, vote. I agree with him, though. All right. You agree? You agree? I agree. I agree. All right, so that about is that our eighth different winner of the year is uh, Michael the Simsack with the uh, the victory there. He's the wheel deal. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> it's the wheel deal, wheeling and dealing. WD forty, but possibly not kiss dealing. Man. Like we said, our eighth different winner this week. You guys are really bringing that A-game into this picture, and I could not be happier. Uh, For next week's game, I don't have anything currently planned, so if anybody would like to offer up a fan submission, I am always open for suggestions. 
But that will wrap it up for this week's edition of the show, our 90th episode. We're getting old, guys. Yes. <laughs> we'll be back next week with a pay-per-view rundown of... What's it called again, Dan? I forgot. Uh, Fast Lane. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Yes. Are, they, tell, uh, are Triple H and Sting going to meet on the roof with cars or monster trucks? That'd be awesome. Oh, no. Oh, God. And then Sting's going to fall off the edge, and then they'll be like, which side did he fall off on? The parking lot side or the lake side? And then the commentator will be like, does it matter? And then the other <laughs> guy will look at him like he's fucking retarded. And then, but then he's going to come back with the twisty rockets. He'll come back with the twist, twisty rockets, but Big Show will come out with seaweed all over him. Yeah. Of course. And then he'll still fucking lose. <laughs> he'll still. He'll, <laughs> Big Show will still hit himself with the knockout punch. <laughs> a turn face. Of course, because he he's due for a face turn. I bet I've got more vroom, vroom, vroom than you, Sting. <laughs> Just shake I agree. Your butt. <laughs> I didn't bring a car to this fight, so I agree. <laughs> <laughs> All I want to do is a vroom, 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 and a zoom, zoom. Dear God. Oy. Well, that about does it for us this week, guys. Fish and See ya. Bugger. And bullocks. Of course.